0: Welcome to episode 20 of Lost Evening Immersion, your weekly 45 minute stream about innovation as VR and AR veterans will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So we, let's go, guys. One and sound.
1: OK, thanks. Um, so today, uh, my topic is uh, this um, new collaboration between headsets and uh, a company called Open BCI um, besides uh, brand computer interface, and it's called uh, Galia. Galia, I don't know how to uh, pronounce it, but um, as you can see, it's uh, it's uh, it's a VR headset that has been um, augmented, uh, kind of with a lot of sensors um, to access actually quite a lot of things. Uh, so if if we dive a bit into it, um, so there are um, uh, sensors for uh, brain waves um, that you can see here. They have like also motor sensors, so they can uh, look at the at the way that the muscles of the face are contracting. They have um, uh, heart rate sensors as well, um, and. So they are like a, a f- f- full array of sensors. And on top of that, they are using the uh, VARJO headsets. So they have also uh, eye tracking um, uh, available from that headset. Um, so it's, it's a research project. So they are clearly saying that it's not a device that any uh, consumer should purchase. Um, because they will they don't have any commercial available apps currently. It's more a device dedicated to researchers and uh, developers that want to create apps or uh, do research projects using these um, sensors and devices. Um, so yeah I'm, I was really um, uh, curious to... Uh, look at some testing uh, that uh, users have been able to do with that, and uh, some testers mentioned some a device that is quite uh, uncomfortable because the the sensors need to be really pressed on the head and the um, the front part as well to have a good um, to, to have a good sense of the muscles, for example. Um, but it seems like uh, a lot of them were able to quite uh, quickly uh, use the um, one of the demo which is uh, using the face muscles to uh, drive uh, a car or you know a temple run kind of uh, experience um, um, so yeah um, so basically that's it. Um, for the de- description of this interesting device um, and on the open bci webpage they push it even more on the potential capabilities of that uh, full sensor they are talking you know about uh, telepathy like being able to uh, read uh, using ai to uh, translate kind of uh, what one is thinking into actual worlds. So, of course, uh, for now it's uh, uh, in the future. We will be able to, um, but you know, maybe it's coming. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to know uh, if you, because I, uh, I don't know if you, one of you had already tested some brain um, computer interface like this. Um, and I guess it's interesting to see also the two directions this uh, BCI can go. So one is outside sensors, and another one is similar to Neuralink. So like really uh, having an invasive uh, surgery to implant something in the in the brain, which you know <laughs> uh, is ongoing. Uh, the research research is ongoing. Um, So yeah, I'll start uh, with you, Seb, maybe. Yeah, I'm amazed by that kind of
2: technology. I tested once uh, one experience where you had to wear this kind of headset and controllable in the base. Uh, The part that uh, is tricky for me is always the calibration part and making sure you will have the same result for each uh, individual person and the same kind of way in the end, uh, to control the same way something in, in the experience. Um, but yeah, I guess there is a lot of things to do on, on this part. And they, they don't mention any in SDK or any tools to do that kind of calibration. In the
1: um, so OpenBCI has a full like software suite uh, for... Uh, I don't know if they have the calibration, but I would guess. So I don't know exactly. And they have a full uh, uh, set of software for, for that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess the,
2: the training part be the, the most difficult to because every person has a brainwave that are different from another person. So is that what they measure with this kind of tool, uh, then to understand what you are thinking, or to control anything? Yeah, that's that would be the part that needs to be done correctly so the calibration process goes well and it's easy to do and then you can really use the headset or for what you're supposed to use it for.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um what about you Guillaume?
0: Uh well I'm um kind of surprise, maybe, I don't know. Uh, There seems to be uh, a comeback of BCI uh, technology this past month or maybe year. Uh, Maybe this is simply the next uh, step into our uh, VR integration in our daily use. Uh, Because I saw a post about Nextmind, which was a a French company that were making a BCI headband uh, but they were uh, bought by Snap last year and there seems to be doing uh, some uh, public demonstration now and um, and I saw some influencers uh, getting these headsets and uh, these headbands and tried them on. And uh, they were announcing that uh, BCI were ready for is ready for us to to try and uh, and so on. So uh, just be careful with that. But uh, there seems to be more and more company bringing this uh, on the front scene again, uh, because BCI is not a new technology. Of course, it's been around for maybe twenty years. Uh, with some success and some less success. <laughs> because as you said, the uh, uh, it's hard to calibrate sometimes it's not that uh, comfortable to, to wear. And sometimes when you are not putting it the right way, it's not uh, working as it should. So um, i I guess this is a, a a good direction for us to to bring some more uh, captures and information of what people are doing with their uh, VR headsets and if they can use their brain waves to uh, interact. Uh, but as always, uh, it it it's if it's uh, uncomfortable, we're hard to calibrate, and if the the benefit of using these BCI headsets is not uh, proven uh i guess we we still have to to wait for something that is that is working but yeah at, at some point i'm i'm questioning the, the the advantage of using using this what can we bring what what they are uh willing to to bring to the table with this bci well is this some new kind of interaction because we we know that when you are interacting with bci it's a uh, it's some yeah it, it's not very quick interaction it's because you have to concentrate and think about what you're willing to do click on the button your it would be way more longer than just looking at it with the eye tracking so do you know if they they are providing some use cases of this or it's just a technical uh, demonstration uh
1: yeah so the uh, usage that they are, uh, it seems to focus on is accessibility. Uh, so for uh, uh, less able people uh, that don- cannot type or uh, have difficulty speaking, um, it seems like this is the the focus on of uh, open BCI. Um, and I think ne- ne- Neuralink, um is also target, targeting this kind of um, first, like medical and healthcare and accessibility um, uh, use case. Um, and, oh, um, uh, fun fact, well, not really fun, actually, uh, interesting fact that I've read about is, uh, so as you were saying, the brain computer interface are not And there is a story from a few years back, maybe five or uh, six years back, where uh, a company developed a BCI to uh, detect signals of incoming um, epileptic crisis in in someone. Um, And it was actually working. So that person was able to uh, take medicine ahead of time. Uh, but unfortunately, that company uh, go went bankrupt. So that person has to his device to be removed and kind of like changed back his life to uh, what it was before. So yeah, they are also like really um, it's it's not as uh, it's a headset that you use for gaming, and if it fails that you cannot play your game anymore. like it has real effects um, um, on the life of the uh, day-to-day life of the users and um, yeah that's even another uh, completely different topic i would say <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah i i i understand the frustration if it's working <laughs> and the, the company is not but yeah it's it's a very good question about the the market they are targeting because I don't think that there are that many people that are having issues with their uh, interaction. Uh, I don't know if we, we we should look at the numbers, but uh, it, it it will explain why all these companies are making BCI for the past years are not uh, uh, yeah making any profit or. Coming I mean, huge player in the VR community, it's Maybe they are targeting something that are too small to to be viable, and they are not uh, finding their uh, their true market uh, to to their true uh, use case for for them to to, to be able to, to develop this VCI uh, uh, use usage. So. i don't know if you have more intel about this but at first sight i I think this is not a very huge panel of users
1: yeah um i i I wonder if um uh, like will it get better Uh, like so much better than also um, uh, any user will find the benefit of using it um like uh, at some point, would it be faster to think what you want to type in, instead of typing it on a keyboard? Um, I don't think we have the answer right now Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think it needs a ready and um, step-by-step uh, progress. And it needs to be like something that helps you, like you type only the first word. And depending on what you are thinking, it finds the word directly that you want, and more accurate than uh, what uh, currently exists. And so you type faster. And and from there, uh, maybe it could get better. Um, Also a question, uh, you mentioned uh, that they are targeting making a small target. Do do you have any idea of how we could use that for broader use with with this kind of device that you have to put on top of your head? Um,
1: Well, I I think... um the ultimate goal is I think there are two goals the ultimate goal is to uh, have a very quick process between what you are thinking and what is happening outside so um, I don't know if we can think about uh, automatic translation or um, typing super fast or uh, uh, navigating something super fast and um, and uh, so the other one is uh, yeah, health care uh, and uh, medical usage, uh, like preventing any type of uh, stroke or it's kind of of, of, uh, of, of um, neuro. Um, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, uh, neuro, neurotic disease. I don't know um, mm-hmm. that can happen. Um, so, yeah.
2: It's what I have in mind. OK, and another question, the Neuralink, did you saw the same news? They are trying to do it both ways, right, to get the data and information from what you are thinking, but also to send back some information to your brain?
1: Yeah, yes, yeah.
2: And they are targeting to uh, 27 for first release? I think
1: yeah, I, the don't, I don't mm. Yeah, I think the, the ultimate goal uh, so of course they are saying that it's for uh, again healthcare. But, uh, one of the ultimate goal is you know the merge between human and uh, and technology.
0: Yes, it just get the uh, authorization to to, to proceed uh, on uh, human experimentation. So this year uh, the FDA they gave them the goal. The go, so they should get some result uh, really soon. Good or bad, <laughs> we we'll get some results, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Something to look at, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: all right.
0: So, we can, if you if, you, if we don't have anything more to add to, to this news, maybe we can go to the next one, sir. Yes, As, um I have two
2: different news about uh, new glasses that we're using uh, for our photo. Uh, so it's. First, it's BMW that uh, announced a uh, new glasses that allows a, a, a rider to get information while he is riding on his direction, like a Google Glass, but really uh, nice uh, glasses. Whoa, my internet connection is lost. Sorry about that. So that, that the kind of information is really low in terms of number of information. It's only layered in front of you. And uh, I found that interesting in the, in the design of the glasses, but right after the video was posted, uh, there was a lot of comments of people saying, uh, it's unsafe. We should not do that. uh rider should not wear this kind of glasses because it's layered stuff in front of their eyes that can hide uh, stuff that are in front of it on the road uh, so yeah the, the feedback is very bad on that so that's, that's interesting to see how, how many people replied to it and, and said that uh, that's an unsafe way of uh, displaying the information to the user um, when i first saw the video i thought that the information was very really small in the view and, and light in terms of number of information, so um, yeah, I wonder what you think about these those glasses and those feedback uh, about people. people
1: um, uh, so i I'm, I I don't uh, bike, uh, so I don't have the like uh, riding experience uh, that this could provide. And uh, how beneficial this could be. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, kind of uh, let's trust the users. Uh, so, but so, something that is very interesting uh, here is what, what you said at the beginning is the design. Like, Okay. Finally, uh, there is a, <laughs> a, a, assisted reality uh, glasses that are uh, that have a cool design yeah. and that uh, one would actually want to wear. Um, one one thing I'm I'm wondering is, uh, so for bike they all have uh, helmets of course and the uh, helmets they have like a, um, I don't know how you you say it in English like there's yeah. something in like front visor. of your eyes visor yeah so wouldn't it be easier maybe more comfortable to have the information on the visor instead of having it on uh, the glasses <clears throat> um, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I can answer to that because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> a, a writer as, as this. So the, in, indeed, there is uh, there has been some uh, uh, tried on uh, solution with uh, projected information directly on the visor. Uh, the problem there is that by um, adding some electronics directly inside the helmet, uh, first there are some sa- safety issue uh, because you are uh, compromising the structure of the headset itself. Uh, usually, when you are doing this, uh, those are external uh, elements that, are like uh, intercom for communication between uh, uh, between riders, uh, and they, it can snap off easily if you are if you are falling. So, the the company that we're doing this integrated. Uh, projection, I guess stuff were in the back, but uh, there were some concerns about the safety. And the other thing is uh, using project projection uh, when you are uh, riding in a broad daylight is not that uh, effective. So there were some not so good uh, effect on this. Uh, not everyone is using uh, dark smoked uh, visor. Some some people prefer it to be clear and you can't project information on a clear uh, visor, of course. So about this, uh, I I will have the same concern about safety because when you are wearing glasses inside your headset, your helmet, sorry, uh, you can have some safety issue as well because your your uh, uh, glasses uh, can be broken, and you can have uh, spots coming into your eyes if you are if you are falling. Uh, we know that visors are made for not breaking and uh, and uh, bring some uh, rigidity to go to the admin itself. Uh, about the information themselves, I think they are not that uh useful because uh, those are the information maybe there's a navigation one but uh it's more it's more like uh, the um, at the at display uh what could be interesting is having the real augmented navigation path when you have the the hour directly on the road Uh, because where they are and how you are displaying it uh, is more uh, a distraction uh, instead of being very useful. So I I understand the the concern or the critics of uh, of other riders, uh, especially when you're riding a motorcycle, your your view and what you are looking at is very important for you to 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 make the the bike go where you want it to to to, to, to roll. So uh, yeah, I'm not that an enthusiast uh, about this. Uh, the only part that I will uh, get is, uh, as Fabian said, that the form factor is really interesting and you can finally have some glasses that look like glasses and that are not ugly or, or futuristic or, or or anything like that. So uh, on this, they are taking the, the right wo- road, but uh, on the use case itself, I, I Myself, I'm not excited about this. Uh, I prefer to have uh, a clear view of the road and be uh, focused on what is going on and not uh, not having these uh, optional or uh, adding information uh, that are not uh, integrated in this view. Uh, once more, if, you, if we had this uh, already t- really re- Augmented reality uh, navigation view. It would be it would be awesome. Like I mean, any car uh, the heads-up display is not something that I uh, really enjoy. I don't know about you guys. If you have this uh, heads-up display of your uh, speed and uh, maybe some kind of uh, information about direction, but I I don't like them um, quite much. Okay and.
2: In terms of techniques do you i'm wondering how it works because if you focus at distance and look at distance how would you see the information like blurry because you are not looking right in front of you or do you think you, you will have to focus to something close to look at the, the information and yeah I, I think yeah, you, front you,
0: front have, you? yeah you have yeah you'll have a different focus between what you are looking at and the information on the road because you are looking so far far beyond where, where you're yeah mm. so it should it should uh, induce some fatigue as well uh, mm. ocular fatigue because you are switching from something that is close to you and uh, and uh, far far, be- uh, far far in front of you so yeah i confirm that
2: because otherwise you need to have some kind of tracking of the eyes to mm. make sure you always yeah. display at the distance where you are looking at the information. So, yeah. yeah, subject that we
0: covered a few uh, weeks back mm-hmm. with this uh, innovation, where they could find out where your eyes is focusing, but uh, I guess they are not integrating this kind of uh, right. technology there, it's a pretty simple design.
2: Yeah, I guess in a small factor like that, it's mm-hmm. way, it could be in a couple of years, but not right now. Mm. Um, Sorry, another one is about Audi that reveal a, a new car that can be controlled with basically Magic clip 2. So they remove all the interface and uh, they are displaying all the information in the Magic Clip 2 and interaction. You can interact with the car with your hand. So it sounds interesting on paper, but when they relax, I look at that and they display the, the information that display in, in the headset. It seems a bit gimmicky, and it seems to shift a lot, so... I wonder if that's really a use case. Uh, I understand it's a prototype, but I, I don't see a future for that. Uh, what's your thought on, on, on that? I don't know if you saw this news,
0: or if you're discovering it right now. Well, I, I saw it and I, I sh- I'm sharing the same point of view as you, uh, it's a, it's more gimmick or gadget or whatever, uh, that uh, as the car itself, <laughs> uh, often by, Audi is doing this uh, by doing some very, very futuristic uh, uh, concept cars and, uh, or concept design. And I guess this is just a way of showing uh, to the main public, what AR is capable of, uh, th- they are not targeting it as a as a real use case. I guess we're, we're not right now because as, you, as we know, uh, AR is not there yet. But they are, they are just willing to to show that uh, it could be a reality when uh, we don't you, you don't need a dashboard anymore, uh, a physical one. Uh, when will you have this? Uh, AR glasses that we will wear will be wearing uh, every day for for a very high probability. Uh, so yeah, it's more for, for the for the buzz or whatever. And uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, it, it, it gives us some very good uh, insight of what uh, interface would be in the cars. Uh, they, are, they, they reflect a lot about this. But uh, as a real use case, uh, I guess uh, we, we are not there yet, especially when you are using uh, MagicLib 2 uh, in broad daylight. We know that those glasses are not uh, able to do so. And uh, yeah, it's one of their limitations. So it's a fun video, but um, yeah, I, I hope it, it won't be doing the same effect as the BMW uh, video in uh, twenty. Uh, when people were saying, yeah, yeah, okay, it's a reality. Next year we'll get, we'll have uh, uh, AR glasses in our car and uh, it would be awesome. So yeah, <laughs> maybe so. just take a, a, a little step back about this.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, it's the... It's the reason of concept cars, like they are just showing that they can be innovative, that they are looking to the future. Um, I mean, the brand, the the car brand, that they can uh, push push forward into uh, what's maybe something to come someday. Um, but um, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, for now. It's only gimmick, uh, gimmick use. Yeah, yeah.
2: What? It's interesting to me is I don't, don't show off the, well everything you said about the, the glasses from BMW Guillaume about displaying information on the road and the geometry or information really in front of you, so they not on, on, on the road that is in front of you information. Um, that could use, for example, the sensor of the car and send that to, to the headset so the, the information are not directly in the headset but uh, mapped and get from the sensor of the car. So I wonder why they... I guess they could go that way, the sensor exists, the information exists, so I wonder why they did not wait to show more something like that. Yeah, really we know more, that more Volvo,
0: yeah, Volvo is doing this with their Vario partnership. Mm. Uh, they are linking the. Uh, car uh, sensors to to the headset, and uh, they they are showing real augmentation on the road. Uh, but it's just for them their teams to to make some tests. And uh, uh, but it, the technology can do that, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, but I mean, in ten years, the cars will all be self-driving cars, right? No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Say so, yeah, you, you you can you can ask the 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 goal here if it, indeed we we, if we won't have to drive anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's Audi that is working on VR headsets for passengers as well, yeah. uh, for for them to be able to to experience some VR uh, application while they are uh, being transported. <laughs> Especially to to reduce the motion sickness and so on inside the assets. So they are taking this road as well. Uh, I guess when people are in their car, maybe not driving, uh, they could have some uh, some immersive experience as well. Exactly. With
2: uh, there is also a, a team venture with uh, between BMW, BMW, and Meta. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we can talk about it now, but uh, yeah, they are working on, like, like you said, making games inside the, inside the car mm-hmm. and being able to play yeah. it, uh, And the last news uh, was about uh, new technique to do nerf and have better results. So, it's, uh, it's on pa- paper right now that there application available to, to test, but uh, their result compared to their rendering to generate 3D model uh, of an environment is quite amazing. So, there are, in these videos are talking about the technique uh, and uh, compare it to all the different techniques and it's, yeah, it's like you, you can see, that maybe the video is not lagging too much. If you compare the every time they compare uh, from another uh, system, you can see a lot of artifact in, uh, in the other uh, tech, tech and their uh, algorithm. It seems to be uh, really amazing at uh, making the stream really realistic.
1: And uh, is it um, reconstructing a 3D model, or is it more like just a uh, quote unquote, just enough nerf uh, type of thing? It
2: seems to be a nerf type of thing, but I really want to move the camera in all the
0: direction.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, I had the, the question this week about. Uh, do you know when uh, we have this uh, kind of rendering but with the uh, uh, triangulation slash meshing uh, capability of having a 3d object looking at that like that uh, do you have on your part some information about what they are doing maybe using AI to to provide some better meshing uh, technologies for 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 us to be using this kind of uh, 3D scan of the gramatrix slash NERF. Not,
2: not yet. No, I, I saw uh, I, and I talked about it uh, in, in one of our podcasts uh, of having augmented reality using the NERF. Yeah, it was inside the, the, the yeah.
0: app, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, so we that, know that the, the the limitation of nerves uh, right now it is this machine uh, ability uh, because it's a really fun technology, but we can't really use it as we would like it uh, for example in AR and VR um, and so on so yeah that's that's the next step yeah just to
2: find a way to generate a signal that you can only interact with mm-hmm. okay but still you yeah, to be able to reconstruct and position your camera wherever you want in a scene with that kind of quality that's that's to be impressive, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, I just w- wanted to have your feedback. Yeah, so be really short. take the link. Yep. Uh, so, uh,
0: my for my topic, I would like to discuss with you the new release of the uh, Unity AI tools. So they just released it as they were uh, as, <laughs> as, uh, as advertised. So they are uh, providing Unity Muse and Unity Census, uh, which is basically a chat GPT version and a mid version integrated inside Unity. And why I would like to, to talk uh, to talk about this topic is that uh, the, the Unity development and uh, artists that are using Unity uh, I I kind of not very uh, fond of this technology. Uh, the the reason behind that is that Unity. I admitted that uh, their uh, ai uh, engine is uh, learning from what uh, developers and creators are doing with their scenes so uh, it's once again the same issue with ai that we we are currently seeing with bigger com- with bigger company like microsoft and chatgpt integration in uh, 365 uh, office uh, the problem is that once you are using AI uh, that are that is owned by a private company, everything that is integrated in AI is not your property anymore uh, because uh, it's integrated in the private databases. Um, so it's a huge problem for, for companies and creators in the uh, broader uh, way because they are losing their ownership or property of their creation. And uh, uh, right now we can see there is a very big step back uh, towards AI, uh, especially when you are uh, providing or analyzing very sensitive piece of codes or very high uh, intelligent property uh, usage. So uh, the thing is uh, a lot of developers are now, uh, talking about uh, moving from Unity to uh, Unreal, because right now, Epic Games is not on this page. And they are uh, uh, they show most, more respect towards the development and creators communities than Unity is doing. We know there is some controversy with the CEO of Unity not to- talking so well about uh, uh, his uh, client or users. So uh, it's a whole and we can see that uh, AI is uh, is, uh, is is confronted with uh, the reality of um, property and uh, uh, and creativity and of users, and they are not likely. They are very not liking. They are not liking it very much to to have their their uh, creative is a creation taken taken from them. So it's a very interesting. Uh, situation right now, so uh, I wanted to, to 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 talk this about uh, the talk uh, to talk about this with you, yeah. yeah. So I don't know what you are thinking about this.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, totally agree. Um, I I think we mentioned that a few uh, weeks back that we believe that the way AI could really work is if it's private, mm-hmm. if you can control the data um you can customize it to with your data and that it's not something that is used publicly um so yeah yes. it's more uh, privately
0: for the for this because it's private companies that are making money uh through what you're doing and uh if it's public usually normally <laughs> they won't be using it but uh yeah it's uh, it's uh, it's part of the sharing uh side of the ai but yeah
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, on, on that same topic, something that I've noticed uh, recently is I, I'm using chat GPT sometimes and I deactivated their history um, and there is only one button. So when you, de- you want to deactivate the usage of your data, you are also deactivating the history. So here there is a problem. Uh, because it's two uh, different features that you deactivate only in one button. Um, and even more, the new feature of uh, ChatGPT, like God Interpreter, that was just released a few days ago. If the history is activated, you cannot access that new feature. Like, <laughs> So mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of uh, dark patterns, as we uh, as, as we say. Into uh, AI usage, and that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, myself, I
2: understand the need of getting uh, information on how the user is asking questions to the AI and what he's getting to make it better for the next time. Iterate on it and, and check how, uh, in the time, a new version of the AI can uh, provide a better answer to the request of the user, so making it better through time because you use the, yeah, the, the content from the user just to get a better AI in the end. Um, the issue is always that then, uh, is it only used for the iteration on the AI and making it better, or can people can access your, your data and your code to make something about it? Is that the case? that's for me the main
0: issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the answer is not answered yet. Um, this is why yeah. it's very problematic, uh, because apparently uh, there are some proof that they can access the the, the learning database for uh, for other usage. So, uh, uh, and it, as it is uh, uh, managed uh, by private companies, we don't really know what they're doing yeah. and. Uh, uh, despite the fact that there would be some uh, uh, external laws uh, about this, uh, we, we can't have any, uh, uh, any control of what they are doing with the data afterwards, and uh, I saw that some countries are taking measures and uh, those AI uh, helpers or uh, tools uh, are simply uh, forbidden or they are, uh, they are not allowed on some, uh, in some countries.
1: Yeah, I um, I saw that uh, Steam is also, mm. I, I, don't, I don't think that they are forbidding anything that was created uh, with uh, the use of AI, but they are thinking about regulating uh, the usage of the game. Yeah, it's the
0: region there, it's Valve in the whole, uh, there is uh, not allowing AI generated games uh, I guess this is what they're seeing. Uh, but yeah, so this is the same information that they are uh, filtering if you used AI at some point. And uh, yeah, here. Uh, Valve appears to be removing games made with AI art from Steam, likely to avoid potential lawsuits regarding stolen art. Uh, so this is the same uh, topics that we covered yeah, a few months back now uh, About the, the the property and how art art is uh, uh is uh is used with uh, with AI. Uh, we know that there there were uh, uh, a judgment made in the US that if art was done uh, through AI, uh, you can't uh, um, uh, copyright it. There won't be any pattern on it. So uh, it's a Completely free or whatever—it's a very gray zone of what you're doing with this, and uh, who is claiming the right to this because it's based on real, uh, real art and uh, creations at some point. So, how do you uh, provide um, financial uh, uh, retribution for this? So, yeah, people. Well, it seems like company. Are, kind of afraid of these consequences and they are, they are just removing it or just forbidding it, uh, forbidding uh, AI content on the platform. So it's a really interesting uh, switch of situation between what was happening uh, in November 2022, <laughs> when people were just uh, willing to use AI everywhere. And now we can see that people are understanding, understanding Finally, what it's implying, and they are just backing off uh, this track, and uh, uh, they are willing to have more uh, respect for for, for for the code or uh, the, the the creation. Itself. Hmm. So it's only for art creation, but if you, uh, no, it's, use... it's both. It's both for okay. uh, for, for code and uh, and art. Oh, you mean uh, the valve. Uh, restriction? Restriction, uh, yeah. Yeah, for now, I guess it's just for art. Uh,
2: but I wonder how they can detect art that has been made by uh, intelligent. Yeah. Uh,
0: there uh, are some uh, algorithms. Algorithm. Uh, I I I didn't try them myself, so I don't know if they are working. But there there are some companies or uh, some researchers that are doing uh, algorithm to to discover is the the the. the, the the art is made uh, by AI or not. So there, there seems to be some, some solution to that. And what about the story? If you use the gpt
2: to generate the story of your game, the, the text and the voiceover? And, yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very very strange <laughs> yeah. path and, and I don't know how they will manage that uh, at some point. Yeah there is a lot of work on NPC also, having an avatar that uh,
2: discuss with you when you are playing and have a completely free way of uh, talking with you with sentences mm-hmm. that are not pre-determined. so yeah, it's
0: going to be a fun job to detect that kind of usage <laughs> inside the game. Uh, it's, a, it's a new, it's a new jobs created by uh, artificial intelligence. You yeah. will be, uh, uh, trying to, to find out if uh, there are some AI generated content. New jobs.
1: <laughs> you put, yeah. You can put a, like, like a watermark in the, like, uh, you, you have on some, uh, sound f- services when you can buy sounds, but there are mar- watermark at the beginning. So, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, and one other uh, information I would like to to, uh, to share with you is that uh, Unity uh, was created in 2005. And this is the first year in 2023 uh, they, they are making really, they are, they are earning money. Uh, so the, their revenue is in positive. So it's a a bit strange to see that the 20 plus year uh maybe yeah maybe almost 20-year company uh, is still there and they they didn't make any money for it till now <laughs> so yeah very interesting to see uh, to see that and uh once again they made a huge um a, a huge uh in improvement in their uh market value uh once uh Apple Vision. Uh, once they announced their uh, partnership with Apple for the Apple Vision tool. So uh, everything is uh, looking good for Unity, but the community itself is not happy with what is happening. So we'll see if uh, uh, the numbers are impacted at some point with uh, with this uh, uh, angry community uh, that is maybe leaving Unity for for, uh, Unreal. Is that Hmm. the only
2: reason or is it because they are not reaching the level of quality of uh, 3D environment that you can now have on a high-end computer with a Unreal
0: and being able to say but, well the the reason based, people are talking about is yeah one AI and then the respect that Unity is uh, is given is giving to to their community uh, in general uh, apparently the they feel like they are used like a client or just a wallet for for them to make money. And uh, uh, yes, the the new CEO is a a real uh, character by himself. So uh, we'll see how the the relationship between the the users and the the, the CEO and the direction of uh, Unity the direction the, the unity is taking is uh, is well uh, welcome or not uh, by the, their community. And we can see that community is the key right now so uh, for for, uh, for a product to be successful. so I guess they, they won't be forgetting about this and uh, uh, prove some more maybe uh, show some love to to their users at some point. Do you have anything more to add for today?
1: I'm good.
0: Sad? Okay, all good. So it's a wrap up for today. And thank you for for your uh, topics and uh, discussion. And we'll be seeing you.